and welcome to the week three edition of Packer Preview on the Sports Leader and the home of the Vikings, the Fan, the Fan Radio Network, iHeartRadio. All right, here we go, Packer fans. Week three, and it gets a little trickier this week as the Pack heads down to the Superdome for a prime timer against the New Orleans Saints. Can't wait to get into it with all of you over the next hour. Uh, some challenges ahead, maybe some uh, bigger challenges than the Packers have faced the first two weeks, but what a first two weeks it has been, huh? Packers joined the 91 Buffalo Bills as the only team to open the season with 85 points and over 1,000 yards in their first two games. The offense is humming. The defense, I don't know what to make of the defense. Let me get back to you about 10.30 tonight. We'll have a much better idea of where the defense stands. But what a start for Green Bay's offense, and what a day last Sunday for Aaron Jones, who just, you know, in game one, the Vikings pretty much stacked the box and said, all right, Rodgers, you know, you got no weapons, so try to beat us through the air. Mission accomplished. Week two, the Lions say, Rodgers still has it. We'll just see if that running back can do anything. And okay, so Aaron Jones rumbles for 168 yards, catches passes for 68 more, throws up a total of 236 on the ground. That's an all-time Packer record. And the Packers throw up 42 on the Lions. After getting into that 14-3 hole, and that's concerning, you fall into a hole tonight in New Orleans and the crowd's going to go crit. All right, well, it might not be that damaging, but we got to get off to quicker starts. The Vikes ran down the field, scored their first possession. Lions are up 14-3, and we're not feeling too good. Um, But obviously, Green Bay recovered quickly, and uh, just a lot of big plays. And the pick six by Chandon Sullivan near the goal line, aided by Rashawn Gary's pressure in Matthew Stafford's face. Always fun to see a pick six by your defense. Gary was, I think, one of the stars of the defense. He is really coming on, anxious to see what he does on a quick track tonight and, and liable to get a lot of snaps because this team uh, will look to throw early and often, and we'll get way into uh, the Saints and what's wrong with Drew Brees and that offense. But uh, Rashawn Gary uh, liable to have a big opportunity to make a name for himself on a big stage uh, tonight. Uh, I, I was also uh, impressed with the play of the offensive line. How could you not be? This unit has been banged up. Guys have moved around. Uh, I think maybe so far, again, haven't faced a real tough pass rush yet, but Ricky Wagner at right tackle, I think, has really solidified that spot. I, we were all concerned. Elton Jenkins starts to start the season because Wagner wasn't ready and Turner was banged up. Wagner has played very well, kind of by default, because he didn't look good and was banged up during the preseason. But he has really solidified that right side. Uh, there are some question marks tonight. Elton Jenkins is questionable. We'll talk about that. But the offensive line has been terrific. Uh, the Packers have had one three and out all season. They have yet to turn the ball over. Uh, that offensive line has allowed just one sack through two weeks. And again, the Lions don't have much of a pass rush. The Vikings, without Daniel Hunter, uh, clearly don't have much of a pass rush. Uh, the Saints do, though they haven't really been effective just yet. Uh, on paper, they've got more of a pass rush. But Green Bay's offensive line has been absolutely fantastic to start the season. And then just a you know a really solid, what, three quarters or so from Green Bay against the Lions, taking care of business, getting off to that 2-0 and start. Uh, Matt LaFleur yet to taste defeat within a division game, and uh, we don't have another division game for a while now. In fact, tonight's game against the Saints starts a stretch of three of their next four against the NFC South. And we know we've got the Saints tonight. Falcons come to town next Monday night. Then it's the early bye week, and then it's off to Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. So uh, the uh, NFC South will be on our minds here for the next month or so. 
Overall series, Packers lead the Saints 16-9, to but, and Brianna, I should have asked you to find me the, the, the number one hit in America in the year 1995, because that's the last time Green Bay has won a game in the city of New Orleans, 25 years ago. Now, that doesn't mean they've played that many times, but it's been a long time. It, it's been a house of horrors. We've, we can go back and think of a lot of games in the Superdome that has not gone the Packers' way. In fact, in prime time, I think the stat for Breeze and Peyton is something like 19-3 and at home in prime time. They've never lost a Sunday night football game at home together. So you got that bit of history working against the Pack, but you know certainly some things looking good for Green Bay in this matchup. And it begins with the fact that the Saints played Monday night. They're on a short week. Uh, that definitely affects teams, especially teams with 41-year-old quarterbacks. Drew Brees has heard all week about he's washed, he's toast, and that makes me think he, we're going to get Drew Brees' best effort tonight to quell some of that talk and and calm that down as Jameis Winston and Taysom Bell stand, uh, or Taysom Hill, I should say, stand patiently on the sidelines hoping for their chance. Uh, I expect we'll get a a pretty solid Drew Brees tonight, but what does that mean? And and we'll talk a bit this morning about what's different about Drew Brees. We've seen the the skills diminish, I'd say, starting midseason last year. Uh, not too many 41-year-old quarterbacks are still effective. Uh, Tom Brady is certainly the outlier uh, Breeze appears to be a shell of his former self. And again, much more on that uh, in a moment. Really interesting, I think, how these two teams are similar in so many ways. Uh, they were both 13-3 and a season ago. They both have, you know, aging first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Uh, Breeze is five years older than Rodgers, and he's obviously aging as he should be a lot quicker than Aaron Rodgers. But both have those Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Both have very similar running backs who are multiple weapons, running, receiving. I'd say two of the six or seven best backs in football for sure, and Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara. Both teams likely without their top wide receivers. I think both teams have a top five wide receiver in the league. Michael Thomas will miss this game. Devontae Adams will most likely miss this game. He's listed as doubtful. The Packers are saying they're going to give him all the way up until kickoff to test that hamstring and see if he can go. But I I think that's subterfuge. I, I can't imagine uh, Devontae Adams playing tonight, having not practiced all week, dealing with a hammy, knowing that Green Bay's got the extra day following tonight's game, a Monday night game at Lambeau. You give him eight days. And you know who knows? Maybe with the bye week after that, maybe Adams sits these two games and they make sure uh, that as Green Bay gets set for its toughest stretch following the bye, I've talked about it all year. You know, and again, as teams start to show themselves, and they're not always maybe as great as you thought they were going to be, or vice versa, it still looks daunting. You know, the second quarter of the season following the bye at Tampa, at Houston, Vikings at home, at San Francisco. It doesn't sound as daunting though, does it? As it sounded a month ago, the Vikings appear to be. Uh, Heading toward rebuild mode, is that the nice way to put it? The 49ers are as banged up as I've ever seen a team through two weeks, and they might look different in five or six weeks, but right now they're hurting. So, And Houston hasn't won a game yet, but they've played the Chiefs and Ravens, and they played the Steelers today, and their schedule will lighten up, and they're not as bad, I don't think, as their record shows. So second quarter looks daunting, doesn't look clearly as daunting as it did a while ago, but maybe resting Adams and that hamstring through the bye is the way to go. I find it interesting because after the game, Last week, Matt LaFleur said, yeah, Devontae was lobbying to get back in, but we had a lead. We didn't think we should push it, you know, and suddenly a week later, he's he's not ready. So I'm not really sure what to make of that. I do know, and you guys know it too, uh, Devontae Adams missed four games last season, and the Packers didn't lose a game while he was gone. They went 4-0, they figured out a way, and the offense will figure out a way 
without him. And it's going to be the storyline tonight by Al and Chris. You know, where are the weapons? Who's going to step up? Here you are in a tough spot on the road against a good team. Can Lazard, can MVS, can those guys step up? Can the tight ends uh, make their presence felt? You saw what Darren Waller did. Uh, I think he just caught another pass against the Saints defense. He What did he catch? 12, 13, 14 passes Monday night? They could not cover the tight end. Packers don't really have a guy like that. Well, they don't have anybody close to that. But uh, it'd be nice to see Tanya or Sternberger do something. And Sternberger has to be testing Rodgers' patience right now with the drops week after week. But these teams are similar. Uh, defensively, I would say the Saints are better against the run. Packers are better against the pass. They both have big-time pass, rusher, pass rushers. They're just similar teams. And, um, and they'll go at it tonight um, with both teams kind of trending in different directions. Maybe the Saints not as good as people thought. And, and maybe the Packers are just a little bit better than people thought. Uh, Packers were good on prime time last year. In fact, on the road in prime time last year, the Packers went 3-1. and one. Uh, So hopefully that trend continues tonight. But let's talk about the injuries, uh, because that's always a storyline. And, man, it was just a bloodbath in the NFL in Week 2. You know, I think both the Packers and Saints escaped some of the just mega, mega season-ending injuries that we saw from so many star players and so many teams are just getting hammered right now. Uh, we'll start with uh, New Orleans. Michael Thomas, as we said, out. The star receiver misses another game. That's a big loss for that offense that now really leans heavily on Kamara. Tight end Jared Cook, the one that got away. They've got two guys that got away from us, right? they got Jared Cook, who loved being a Packer and wanted to be re-signed, but the Packers didn't do it. And then, of course, Taysom Hill, right? The, the quarterback, uh, funky tight end slash fullback slash uh, gadget guy that uh, the Packers cut uh, put on the practice squad, and the Saints picked up. So they got two guys that uh, the Packers let get away. So no Michael Thomas. A uh, couple very interesting, questionable decisions for the Saints. Marcus Davenport, the pass rusher, has yet to play this season with an elbow injury. He did return to practice, limited this week. Uh, there is some who believe he will actually make his debut tonight. If he can't, Trey Hendrickson, his backup, is also questionable with a groin injury. So let's watch when the um, inactives are announced at about... Uh, about 5.30 or 6, if Davenport and Hendrickson are both on that list and they're not playing, that definitely uh, weakens the pass rush for a Saints team that relies heavily on Cam Jordan, and he's only got one sack and, and has not really gotten after the, the quarterback to the degree he typically does. And if they don't have a functioning pass rush, we've seen what Rodgers and the Packers' offense can do. So those two guys, questionable. Former Packer Ty Montgomery placed on IR yesterday as the Saints made a number of roster moves uh, he will obviously not play for the foreseeable future. Uh, they called up defensive lineman Marcus Hunt. Certainly in case Davenport and Hendrickson are out, that gives them another guy. And wide receiver Benny Fowler Jr. added to the Saints' active roster. Packers injuries, there are a couple that are concerning and they're questionable. We won't know again till tonight. Uh, I don't think Devontae Adams plays. I'm, as I said, game-time decision, but I'm doubtful, very doubtful that he plays. Kenny Clark, I think, is going to go. He did return to practice Thursday and Friday in a limited fashion. Um, I don't know if they'll give him the normal snap count. Um, Packers defense, obviously, entirely different when Kenny Clark's not on the field. That's a thin position up front on the defensive line, and that's a huge, huge return if he can do it. So we'll watch and see if Kenny Clark can come back. Uh, added to the uh, injury report on Friday were two starters, Elton Jenkins and Darnell Savage. Uh, neither practiced on Friday. Jenkins dealing with back and rib. Savage dealing with the groin. Those are obviously two very key players for Green Bay. Jenkins has been 
just uh, a revelation since he stepped on the field as a rookie last year at left guard. Can play all over the line, but that's a huge loss. Uh, Green Bay's deep on the offensive line. They can withstand it, um, but he's a terrific player. You'd like to see him in a tough spot like New Orleans. Um, Darnell Savage, you know, same thing. Green Bay's got now some depth at safety with Will Redmond, Raven Green, uh, but you want Savage out there. This is a night where the defense doesn't need to worry about really playing deep. You're going to need those safeties, at least one of them, up near the box, I think, all night long to deal with Kamara out of the backfield and, and the tight end. So, um, very curious to see if Savage can go. If not, Will Redmond probably gets uh, a long look at that safety spot. So those two guys, both listed as questionable, are a concern and uh, and something we'll watch very, very closely. All right, we'll step away. We'll come back. What's wrong with Drew Brees? What does that Saints offense look like? What can they do to bother the Packers' defense tonight? And obviously, what can Green Bay do offensively on the road in a really tough spot? Typically, next segment is when I talk to a a reporter from the opponent. Uh, The Saints people I tried to find were all unavailable. I guess they're all sleeping in because it's a night game. So because I could not find a reporter, we'll open up the phone calls next segment. We'll take two or three calls and uh, lots more to come as we look at the big matchup in primetime tonight. Breeze and Rogers, Packers and Saints, back with more on Packer Preview. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. And the fan. Packer Previews brought to you by JTR Roofing and the Park Tavern. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying to chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta lope. They croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke Fool, I'm the kind of cheater Little homies wanna be like on my knees In the night, saying prayers in the street Lie Ah yes, the year was 1995 And Julio's Gangsta's Paradise The number one song in the land and that was the last time Green Bay went down to the city of New Orleans and came away with a bucket full of beignets and a victory. Pack will try to change things tonight. May have a better chance than usual. Drew Brees looks like an old, aging, washed-up Drew Brees. He's been hearing that all week. That scares me a little. But, but the facts are these. Brees, uh, Brees has thrown 68 passes this season. Uh, only two of them, two out of 68, have traveled more than 20 yards in the air. Just two. 21 of those 68 passes were thrown behind the line of scrimmage. That is not a typo. I'm not misreading that. That is not fake news. 21 of his 68 passes have gone for 1 to 10 yards, and just 14 have gone for 11 to 20 yards. He is dinking. He is dunking. He doesn't have the ability, the arm strength, the fortitude to throw the ball downfield, nor does he have the targets uh, with Michael Thomas out. He does have a speedster in Traquan Smith. They hooked up a bit. On Monday night, Emmanuel Sanders is there as well. Tell you what, Green Bay 
We actually match up better defensively next week against the Falcons, a team that likes to throw the ball vertically, likes to depend on their outside receivers, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage. You know, Packers have cornerbacks that can match up with those guys. With the Saints, when you're talking about dumping it off to running backs and tight ends, all right, now you're stressing your linebackers, your safeties. I expect to see Mike Pitton, Mike Pitton say, all right, Jair, Kevin, you guys take those two receivers, Smith and Sanders, one-on-one. We'll keep maybe one safety back there to keep an eye on things, but you guys deal with your guys one-on-one. We're going to load the box with eight people, uh, three linemen, one inside linebacker, uh, and and our three outside linebackers doing their damage, moving around the line, and we're going to make sure Kamara doesn't beat us because Alvin Kamara is a weapon. That's who uh, Breeze looks for. That's who he targets. He does not look downfield. Again, a little concern that Breeze is hearing all this talk, and we're going to get a, a you know circa 2016 version of Drew Breeze, but he just does not look comfortable. It goes. I go back to that Viking playoff game. Remember that game? I had never seen him look more shaky in the pocket. Uh, the pass rush gets to him. He doesn't get sacked a lot because he doesn't hold on to the ball, but he just looks jittery, and he just doesn't look like what we're so accustomed to seeing. And I think Green Bay does have the pass rush ability to uh, to take on Drew Brees. I got a tweet during the break asking, how does the Packers' offensive line, uh, sorry, how does the Packers' pass rush match up with the Saints' offensive line. They got a pretty good pair of tackles in Teron Armstead and former Badger Ryan Ramchick. Uh, but on the inside, that's where they're susceptible. I'd say the weak link is left guard Andrus Pete. They've got a uh, right guard as a rookie, the kid from Michigan, Cesar Ruiz, Eric McCoy, second-year guy at center. They're very young. They're very inexperienced in the middle. And that's where you can make hay. So I think this is a Zadarius Smith night. Uh, I mentioned Rashawn Gary as well. Zadarius, you know, he's getting a couple sacks here and there. Haven't seen him quite as destructive as I remember early last season, and, and maybe that's part of the, of the um, opponents the Packers have faced. This is a night where I think Zadarius Smith can can get healthy as far as the, the stats and, and putting pressure on Drew Brees. So I do think Green Bay matches up really well in the middle. Certainly would be helpful if Kenny Clark plays. Uh, but uh, Drew Brees, uh, six touchdowns this season. The average length of Drew Brees' touchdowns this year, 5.6 yards. No big plays. That you know Susceptible, Packers defense to big plays. They have been in the past. Uh, the Saints are no longer a big play offense. So uh, Brees is different. He, he's going to throw it to, as I say, Alvin Kamara a lot. Jared Cook's going to get a lot as well. Uh, looking at the targets uh, lately for the Saints, let's talk about Kamara. Uh, just 25 carries for 95 yards. That's less than four yards per carry. Three touchdowns so far. Um, Latavius Murray has been, I think, more productive, at least on a yards per carry standpoint. And I think he'll get a good share of uh, action tonight as well. I think both backup running backs. Uh, I think Jamal Williams has a big night tonight as well. But back to uh, Kamara. He has 14 catches through two games on 17 targets. So, again, when you throw into a running back, you're going to complete most of those. But 14 out of the 17 have been caught. 146 yards through the air for Kamara in two games and a touchdown. He really, with Michael Thomas out, leads this rushing, uh, this receiving attack. And Jared Cook has 12 targets through two weeks, seven catches, 93 yards. We'll expect Taysom Hill to be in the game plan tonight, right? The uh, the guy that got cut from the pack and got picked up by the Saints, and a lot of Packer fans are still bemoaning that uh, Taysom Hill is not on Green Bay. But where are you going to put him? He's not going to take plays away from Aaron Rodgers. He does take plays away from Drew Brees, and that makes some sense, especially down near the goal line. Kid's 30 years old already. You know, He came out of college at 27. But I, knowing Sean Payton, the guy that did the skull chat 
uh, maybe a few minutes too early at U.S. Bank Stadium a couple years ago. He likes to twist the knife, and I'm sure he'll like to feature Taysom Hill a little bit. So I expect him to get some play tonight against uh, his former team, who, by the way, you know, he still has a very soft spot in his heart for the pack, the team that gave him a chance, put him on the map. Uh, nobody really knew much about Taysom Hill because he kept getting hurt at BYU. Never could finish a season, but the four 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 speed, the 35-inch vertical, he's an athlete. He gives you a different dimension, and he will be a, a feature of this offense. You can guarantee it against Green Bay. Um, defensively for the uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, as I mentioned, Cam Jordan leads the way as far as pass rush goes. They get a really nice linebacker in Demarius Davis. Uh, but those cornerbacks got torched by the Raiders Monday night, which gives me hope. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Malcolm Jenkins, Janoris Jenkins, big names. Uh, but those guys were targeted heavily and gave up catches um, to a high percentage. Like five out of six targets for Malcolm Jenkins were caught last week. So there are going to be plays for the Packers offense. And we'll talk in a bit about uh, what the Packers can do offensively to confuse and maybe surprise the uh, New Orleans Saints. Because that's been a feature of Matt LaFleur's offense, the um, ability to surprise the opponents. All right, promise we take a couple calls today. It's not going to be a regular thing, but every now and then we'll we'll drop them in. So we'll welcome uh, our good buddy, Dave, checking in from down in Shakopee. Good morning. Good morning. It was great to see uh, all the Packer fans at the Park Tavern last week. The place was uh, overflowing with Packer fans. That's what I heard. Glad to hear it. There's no better place to watch the Pack uh, than the 11th frame and the outside uh, patio they've got under the tent right now. I'm glad you could make it out there. Yep, it was a good time. So a couple things, uh, you know, Jones, great, you know, had a great game, and what we heard after the game was off, got us into a extension of his contract. Do you think it's too early to be talking on that? Because uh, we got to still sign David Bakhtarari. And then on the defense, it seems it's an opposite of last year. Last year it seemed the defense was strong for the beginning half of the game and weak at the end. This year it's just the opposite. What do you think, what's going on with that? All right, thanks, Dave. Um, well, as far as the defense goes, they weren't uh, great at the end of the Viking game and gave up all that garbage time yardage. Again, hard to know what to make of your defense when you're kind of playing prevent and you're up 29-10 and you're just looking to make them move the ball slowly as possible. But that has been um, something at least encouraging last week as the Lions jump out and then they tighten things up. They need to tighten things up from the start tonight. The Saints are angry. They're embarrassed by what happened against the Raiders, a game they were expected to win. Uh, short week, not a lot of time to think about it. Um, so I'm I'm really curious to see how this defense performs tonight. I don't really know what to make of of the defense so far. I really don't. I, I think there's encouraging signs from Christian Kirksey and Chris Barnes at inside linebacker. That was a big question mark heading into the season. So that's you know through two games I'm encouraged, but I really think you know these next two games Saints and Falcons you're you're dealing with two very potent offenses and a really good chance to get an idea of where the defense sits early in the season. And so far, health-wise, outside of Kenny Clark, uh, they've managed to avoid any real serious injuries. I'm glad you brought up the uh, the contract situation for both Jones and Bakhtiari, because it's, it's a tricky one. And Bakhtiari is getting very vocal of late about the fact that he's still waiting to get paid. And, you know, basically saying, look, you can make it happen. You can move money around and, and change things up to find cap room to sign people if you really want to sign them. Um, I'm getting a little concerned about how they feel about Bakhtiari, who's 28-29, the best in the business, or at least in the conversation as uh, the best in the business at left tackle, and I absolutely believe he needs to be paid. The problem is the Texans just paid Laramie Tunsil $22 million a year to play left tackle, and Green Bay doesn't want to go that high uh, to pay their left tackle. And I'm, if I'm Bakhtiari, that's, 
that's what I want. I have a feeling they're going to kind of let Bakhtiari test free agency, maybe tag him. Uh, I don't think that ends really well. And they may actually think that Elton Jenkins might be able to kick out and be their left tackle of the future. He certainly showed in 15 reps against the Purple that he could play right tackle, no problem. So I don't know where, where that starts and where it ends. And that, I think, does affect Aaron Jones as well. You know, a week or so, 10, 15 days ago, Kamara gets paid, Dalvin Cook gets paid, the whole 2017 class, McCaffrey, they've all been paid except Aaron Jones. And, you know, by all accounts, this is a humble polite individual who's not going to make waves, but inside he's got to say, what more do I have to do? Uh, How many touchdowns did I score last year? Remember that Cowboy game? Remember that Chiefs game? I mean, what more do you want from me? And what he showed last week is he's an elite running back. I mean, I I missed the first play of the second half. I'm flipping around, and I flip back, and and he's doing a, a Lambo leap into the tarp, and I'm like, what happened? Not many backs can go for 75 up the middle. Uh, like like Aaron Jones can, and uh, I do think he should be paid, and I think he should be paid in the same uh, ballpark as Kamara and Cook. But when you've got Bakhtiari dealing with uh, a contract, you, you're looking at Corey Lindsley, who's been a terrific uh, player at center to start the season. He's the highest graded center in the league. Kevin King, you don't find cornerbacks that will stay on the field and, and take care of their assignments like Kevin King, and he's proven he can stay healthy of late. So a lot of uh, contract issues for Green Bay, uh, but Bakhtiari and Jones are two guys that deserve to get paid. Uh, I have a feeling Jones does get done here, maybe even in the next three or four weeks, uh, but Bakhtiari's going to be the one that we're talking about for a while. I'm, I'm a little concerned about that one. Old Southside guy, good morning, sir. Good morning, Davey. Nice to be on. Can you hear me okay? I got you. Okay. First, before I get to my uh, Packer take, hopefully uh, daughter Allie had a, a good tournament in Coon Rapids yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we went three and one. We uh, we lost the last one, but otherwise it was a great day. Okay, wonderful. Uh, two takes on the Packers, one on offense, one on defense. On the offensive side of the ball, Davey, with looking like Adams is going to be out tonight, we've heard so much this year about how we're going to use the tight ends more. We really haven't featured them at all. So it'll be interesting to see if Tonkin and uh, maybe Sternberger can get some action tonight. On the defensive side of the ball, if you read Pro Football Focus at all, they claim that our cornerbacks in the first two games have been very strong. That's Alexander and King. But uh, that both uh, Amos and Savage have uh, ranked near the bottom in safety. So have your uh, anxious to hear your opinions on both takes. Take right. care and go pack go. Sounds good. Thanks, Southside. Yeah, I mean, I love to say the tight ends are in a spot now where they should shine. I mean, we saw what Darren Waller did. The uh, uh, the Raiders didn't really have the the receivers to go to. Uh, they got some rookies. Some guys are banged up, so they really lean heavily on the tight end. Packers offense is not really constructed that way, and we've seen Sternberger drop balls both games, multiple balls. So I don't know how long the rope is with Jay Sternberger, um, but I think he'll have opportunities tonight. Tanya had the nice touchdown catch. He's had a drop or two as well. I, I keep you know, sort of ringing the bell for Robert Tanya because I just think he's got everything you need to be a, a starting caliber tight end. There should be opportunities tonight, but um, you know, at this point, those tight ends have not uh, done a lot. And I think you know, Green Bay, and we'll talk about it next segment, um, is going to do some things offensively that we haven't seen. Uh, against the New Orleans Saints team that defensively, that front seven's very strong. It's not real easy to run on the New Orleans Saints. Aaron Jones will not run wild 
Uh, Jamal Williams will not run wild, but I do think both those guys have productive nights, maybe more so out of the backfield as receivers than they do as runners. Let's grab one more this segment. Craig from Brown Deer, Wisconsin. Good morning, sir. Hey, Dave. Great to be back on Packer Preview. I was on a hiatus with the 7 a.m. time slot and the fact that I was done with McCarthy for five years and wasn't really excited about the Packers' chances. Yep, I get it. Well, that here, being said, Craig, here's I'm, here's. Let me just stop you for one second, just not to rain on your parade, but uh, when the Gopher season resumes on October 24th, uh, we get bumped back to seven o'clock because we have a Gopher show at eight. So we're going to enjoy this eight o'clock hour for a few more weeks, but reality's staring us in the face. That's all right. I'll 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 be more excited now and probably. Get up at 7. All right, sounds good. Uh, now that we've got a new coach who kind of knows what he's doing. But anyway, I'm I'm most worried about this game. I'm worried about Mike McCarthy. And, you know, <laughs> you know, at the revenge of Mike McCarthy, that the Taysom Hill decision was has to be the one of the stupidest things that anyone in the Packer organization has ever done uh, over the last 20 or 30 years. I, I don't know about you. I, I watched every minute he played that preseason, and he was by far – uh, it wasn't even close between him and Brett Hundley, and instead McCarthy, the great quarterback developer, we were sold to believe, you know, couldn't even pick the better quarterback of the two to remain on the roster. And look what Taysom Hill has done. I, I, I'm really worried about about any player on the Saints side. It's it's him. Hey, hey, can I just talk you off the ledge for a second, Craig? Yeah. I mean, I, I like the guy was tantalizing, and that touchdown run in that one preseason game was Steve Young like. I give you that, but where is he? Where are you going to put him? You going to take Aaron Rodgers off the field for a couple plays and give Taysom Hill a couple packages? No thanks. I, I just, I don't know. I don't share the angst. I'm sorry. I just no, no. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that the Packers are going to use him as a gadget guy, but just as the backup quarterback, he was hands down. I, I wasn't expecting him to to, to be used for gadget plays, but. He would have been a great backup quarterback to have those years Rodgers went down. We wouldn't have had Brett Hundley stepping in. We wouldn't have the Saints with this weapon to use against us in the NFC. That's all I'm saying. All right. I, I'm, I'm not of the belief that Taysom Hill is going to be the difference maker tonight. I think he'll, he'll be in for a few plays, and they'll try to showcase him, but I'm more worried about uh, number 41. Forgive me, Alvin okay. Kamara. Let's hope, let's <laughs> hope you're right. I'm hoping as well. All right. Thanks, Craig. Good to have you back. Glad you had tuned in and, and checked in. It's the Taysom Hill angst, I just don't even know what to compare it to. Let's, let's just relax with it just a little bit. You know, he's, he's, he's not the, I'd rather have Jared Cook. He's the one that got away. The dude wrote this article about how he finally found a home, and Rodgers loved him. And Remember that sideline catch against the Cowboys might have been the catch of the year. That's the guy that could have kept this offense running and humming. That's the guy that got away. Uh, we'll come back. Packers offense. What do they need to do tonight? What do the Packers need to do to uh, get a surprising W on the schedule? When this came out, this looked like the toughest game on the schedule. Sunday night football at New Orleans. Packers are three-point underdogs. Do they have a chance tonight? Uh, we'll give you all the details when we come back. Final segment. All right, we're back. 844, final segment. This edition of uh, Packer Preview on the fan. Full day of football on the fan as usual today. 
Sunday Sermons follows me for an hour with Bump, 9 to 10. Then it's uh, Vikings Football Sunday, 10 to noon, two hours. That might not be enough time to get Vikings fans ready for Vikings-Titans, the, the kickoff at noon right here on the home of the Vikes with a P.A. Bursich cast of thousands. Vikings-Titans, tough one for the Purple to try to get their season on track. Wine line follows, and then Packers-Saints tonight on the fan. If you find yourself out and about, uh, you can catch the pack on FM 100.3, the fan tonight. I am reminded uh, via the uh, Bradshaw and Brian inbox, booth at kfan.com, emailer Kevin reminds me, no Al Michaels tonight. He's taking the night off. We get Mike Tirico with Chris Collinsworth tonight. I miss Mike Tirico doing football. He's, to me, top three play-by-play guy when it comes to the NFL. Uh, Al's great. Uh, I'd like them to find a place for Tirico. I do miss him, but we'll get him tonight. Uh, it's Mike and Chris on Sunday Night Football tonight. Uh, emailer Kevin also says, Emmanuel Sanders had one catch on one ball thrown to him last week in, Seattle, on, in uh, he said Seattle, I think he met uh, Las Vegas, and that was the second to the last play of the game. Traquan Smith saw a ton of targets from Breeze. Rumors are Sanders is not up to speed on the offense yet, but Peyton says it will change. Why isn't he? I mean, he's been on the team, you know, the whole offseason. Um, he's a veteran. He's been around. I, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But he's he's had a terrific career, um, but he's not a, a downfield threat anymore. I, I think Green Bay does match up well with Traquan Smith and Emmanuel Sanders tonight with Alexander and King. Uh, the question will be the tight end, Jared Cook, and, um, and Alvin Kamara, and Latavius Murray. I, I think Green Bay... The run defense will be tested by Murray. I think he's going to get a lot of carries tonight. I think Jamal Williams does, too. I think it's going to be a kind of a split operation tonight. Um, I do think, obviously, after Jones' uh, Packer record-setting performance last week, that obviously he'll be featured. But I just get a feeling it's a Jamal Williams kind of night tonight. I think he scores. You know, he's averaging 5.6 yards a carry. Uh, everyone's just marveling at the shape he's in, the attitude, the leadership. You know, he's an unrestricted free agent just like Aaron Jones. He sees the writing on the wall. They drafted A.J. Dillon. He's going to be a part of the future. Uh, Jamal Williams, you know, may or may not be. It obviously depends on what they do with Aaron Jones and a contract. Uh, but I think Jamal Williams is featured tonight. And we should see a nice dose of Tyler Irvin, uh, the switchblade running back slash receiver slash returner who's gotten a number of carries in both games with those jet sweeps. Keep that um, really strong front seven you know, off balance a bit by misdirection and, and having multiple guys out there. No Josiah DeGuara, the rookie tight end who really flashed week one, will miss his second straight game tonight. Packers did activate fullback John Lovett to the uh, 53-man roster. He's run out of options on the practice squad, so they moved him up to the roster. He's that tight end, fullback, uh, running back, H-back that, that DeGuara is. Uh, we'll see if he gets some a place tonight as well. Green Bay also activated defensive lineman Billy Wynn. That might mean that they're not sure about Kenny Clark. Wynn has uh, played uh, for six seasons for the Browns, the Colts, the Broncos, um, but he has not played since Barack Obama was president. So, uh, you know, the guy's been off the field for just a little bit. Uh, but he has been activated tonight, as has Darius Shepard, the wide receiver out of NDSU, who we were all excited about early last season. And then that Lions game on Monday night, where he had the fumbles and the drops, and basically that was it. He gets another shot. He's activated. Again, another strong uh, likelihood that Devontae Adams misses tonight. If it's me and there's any question, I sit Devontae Adams. Yeah, he's he might be a difference maker in a game like this, and you hate to not have him, but you hate to not have him for six to eight weeks. If if you tell me right now, you know, sit him through the bye, he's going to miss these two games, and he's good to go for Tampa Bay Week 6, I'll sign up for that. Because I think this is a night where 
Lazard and MVS are under the national microscope. The big storyline all offseason was no new weapons for Aaron Rodgers. You bring on his replacement at, at Jordan Love. Uh, why are you, you know, pissing off Aaron Rodgers? Well, I think this is a night where Green Bay matches up well uh, with the, the secondary of the Saints. I think Rodgers will have time uh, because they are banged up a little bit on the front um, with Davenport yet to play and Hendrickson, his backup, also dealing with the groin. Uh, I think MVS gets some deep shots and hangs on to them tonight. I think Lazard's going to get a number of targets. So far, MVS has been targeted more uh, than Alan Lazard had, which is a bit of a, of a surprise to me. Lazard has gotten 13% of Rodgers' targets. MVS has gotten 18%. Uh, Valdez Scantling has 27% of the receiving yards. Lazard has 18%. Uh, those numbers obviously figure to rise with the, uh, the loss of Devontae Adams, which we're all assuming tonight. Can the tight ends step up? As we've talked about all morning, Darren Waller went off on this defense. Uh, Greenway doesn't have anything like a Darren Waller. Um, but if uh, Tanyan or Sternberger is going to find a favorable matchup this season to, sh- to show that they belong in this offense, uh, this is the game. So we'll see if, if those tight ends can step up and play. Tanyan did score last week, but both guys have been dealing with drops and something we've watched uh, through the first two games. Uh, something else about the Saints that's Definitely a factor tonight is penalties. They have been penalized frequently through two weeks. Over 100 yards in penalties in both games. Last Monday night, it felt like in the second half. I mean, they were just penalized. It felt like every other play. And the defense really fell apart in the second half to a Raiders offense that, yes, they have a terrific young running back in Josh Jacobs. And Waller is, is a rare athlete at tight end. But you know, receivers-wise, nothing special yet. They've got some rookies. You know, in Rugs and Edwards, and then they got Hunter Renfro. Nothing special. Yet Derek Carr was able to carve them up. And uh, I see the Packers being able to move. I think both teams are going to score uh, at will tonight. I see more than 55 points in this game. It's a coin flip game. And you can read my uh, my prediction, my preview at my blog, theheadcheese.com. The way I finalized it was, was this. Look, there are certain places Green Bay just struggles, right? New Orleans, Seattle. It used to be here, although the last couple of years that has not been the case. It's just been a tough place for Green Bay to play. You add in the fact that it's prime time. Add in the fact that Breeze looked terrible Monday night and is hearing all the whispers. I just I find it difficult to believe that without Devontae Adams, Green Bay can match him point for point tonight. Yes, it's a short week. That moves in Green Bay's favor. But the questionable availability of Kenny Clark, Elton Jenkins, Darnell Savage, that concerns me. This just feels like a game where Green Bay maybe comes down to earth just a little bit. Saints make one more play. Maybe it's a turnover. Green Bay hasn't had one yet. Maybe they're due for one. Maybe it's a return. Something late. The game's going to be evenly matched. No team's going to jump out big on the other. Both teams are going to be able to move the ball. I've got it 30-28 Saints. Uh, obviously hope I'm wrong. But again, with the Falcons next Monday night, and you're not losing to the Falcons at home. I mean, they're going to give you the game if they're ahead. We saw what happened in Dallas last week. That was just unbelievable. They just find ways to lose. Uh, Green Bay should be able to handle Atlanta next week. So if you're 3-1 and one at the quarter mark, heading into your bye, and everybody gets healthy, uh, I'll feel really good. Because when the season came out and you had road games at Minnesota, New Orleans, that's a tough start. And maybe you're 2-2. Two and two, and now you got that tough second quarter, and you could be four and four at the break, and now your uh, you know margin for error has been reduced. Uh, a three-one quarter will will put the pack in really nice shape, I think, heading into the 
the, the meat of the schedule in the second quarter. Now, I don't want a loss tonight. I'd love to see this team win. If they win, I will not be shocked. But it's been 25 years. It's a tough spot. Prime time in New Orleans. I, this team has just dominated when, when they play night games at home. And again, all the whispers. I, I almost wish they would have won Monday night. You know, Instead, we're going to get an angry, focused Saints team, at least offensively. I really do think... Packers defense will be challenged tonight. Alvin Kamara likely to get 8 to 10 targets from Drew Brees. Um, Traquan Smith will try to take one over the top. We'll see if the Packers corners are up to the challenge. Uh, Green Bay can make some hay on the interior of that Saints offensive line, get Drew Brees uncomfortable, force him into a mistake or two. You don't usually put Saints, uh, Brees on his back because he just doesn't hold on to the football. But we know he's not going to go downfield. So cheat those safeties up. Stack the box. Make sure Murray and Kamara don't run wild on you. You don't want Rodgers standing on the sideline with a helmet. You want him on the field. So uh, really curious how this defense handles the Saints team. They've looked fine through two weeks. But the Vikings and Lions, let's be honest, uh, have not looked terrific so far. This is a much sterner test for this defense, and I'm really curious to see if Rashawn Gary, we've seen some really encouraging signs the first two weeks, uh, if he continues to uh, be a factor like he was last week for Matthew Stafford, a number of big plays, including the pick six, that really was all him. Uh, Channon Sullivan gets the award for picking it off and rolling into the end zone, but it was Gary's pressure that caused that pick six, and I'm uh, anxious to see what he does to follow it up. Uh, Preston Smith in space, dealing with Kamara, that's a problem. Uh, but let's hope the Packers' defense is up to the challenge. Taking the Saints by two, I hope I'm wrong. Enjoy the game tonight. Uh, Packers back next Monday night, and we're back next Sunday morning for Week 4 of Packer Preview. Enjoy the game, everybody. Have a wonderful Sunday, and until next Sunday, as always, 